Welcome to Ground Truth, a Phantom Auto podcast. Hey everyone, this is Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and welcome to another episode of Ground Truth, a Phantom Auto podcast. We appreciate you joining us for some industry thought leadership today. As we maneuver today's topic, make sure that you're heading to our website, phantomauto.com. Again, phantomauto.com. For more information on the various touch points we'll break down today, also for some more information on our solutions and services, and of course, some more Phantom Auto content. You can also find episodes of Ground Truth on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so don't forget to subscribe for a full catalog of previous conversations and notifications when we drop new ones. So on our podcast, Ground Truth, our goal is really just to tell as many stories about the power of reimagined warehouse logistics, mobility, and automation as we can, and focus on telling stories that can really speak for the energy behind that technology and the impact of that technology for themselves. And of course, our supply chain today is riddled with various pain points, everything from the volatility in our global supply and demand of commodities to worker shortages to ever-shifting consumer demands, et cetera, et cetera. So what we're wanting to ask more specifically for this episode today is how are companies on the front lines of our supply chain dealing with these pressures on their operations? And how are they reimagining their workflows to meet today's needs, specifically by using automation and remote operations? Well, instead of speculating, we wanted to live up to the goal of our podcast and really let the thought leaders of the logistics industry speak for themselves. So on today's episode of the show, we're sitting down with one of Phantom Auto's customers, Kenco Logistics, which is a third-party logistics provider, a 3PL, that saw the value of Phantom Auto's remote operations and have transformed their supply chain footprint through remote operations. So what we're going to do is break down how Kenco's needs reflect larger trends in the industry, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty of what it takes to launch a remote operations solutions front to back. So for insights, we're joined by two thought leaders in the industry today. Back for episode two, we're joined by Evan Rago. He's on the solutions development team, as well as a strategic sales manager at Phantom Auto. Evan, great to have you back on. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Uh, Feeling great. Good to be here. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you again for joining us. And we're also joined, like I said, by someone from the Kenco Logistics team. We're joined by Trevor Ehrlich. He's creative solutions manager at Kenco. Trevor, great to have you on as well. How are you? Doing great. Thanks a lot, Daniel. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. And I'm really looking forward to using this episode to highlight how this technology has impacted Kenco and again, intersect Kenco's place in the industry with some of the broader shifts that we've seen during the last year and a half. So to start, let's just better define what Kenco's role is. So Trevor, tell us a bit more about Kenco's place in that broader supply chain, because I know your company offers distribution and e-commerce services, as well as transportation services, material handling, and more. So your role is a, a varied one and a constantly evolving one. So I guess maybe more specifically, can you define who relies on Kenco and why folks seek Kenco out as a strategic partner? Sure. So we have quite a bit of business in several different verticals. We've got uh, industrial, consumer goods, uh, drug and health, etc. And kind of like you recap there, it's really good. We do have several companies under the Kenco umbrella. We do material hand, real estate, so we can bring the the building to the customer. We've got 
the expertise to run warehouse management systems. We've got the staffing to, to do it, as well as material handling and uh, teams to, to maintain an existing fleet, dock door uh, service as well, and uh, a little transportation, mostly mostly shorter runs. But yeah, we try to be that one-stop shop to, to fit custom needs of, of our customers out there. Just to get a little more granular, I mentioned this in the intro, uh, but the last year, year and a half has been riddled with various different supply chain disruptions. Some of them, uh, you know, long term necessarily, uh, a, you know, full year pandemic. Some of them being harder to anticipate and a little shorter term, but having just as much of an impact. And we can look at things like the Suez Canal blockage and various of uh, various of California's uh, different uh, supply chain disruptions as well during their uh, shipping months. So really what I'm wanting to do is, I guess, better understand how this last year of supply chain disruptions, whether large or small, has placed new pressures on Kenco. Go ahead and break down that last year and a half for us and how those pressures have led you to address some creative solutions uh, for the company. Yeah, so of course, last year started with COVID and, and all the fun that, that happened with that. And Kengo had really good response teams to, to tackle that and kept our, our customers happy with what we're doing and, and assured that their product would keep running. And, and indeed it did. We, all, of our, all of our operations were, uh, were maintained and, and kept, the, kept the merchandise rolling. So our, our customers were pretty happy with that response. Of course, now that has kind of merged into more of a, a headcount and, and workforce problem. So, how, how do we keep people coming in? How do we keep the the lines rolling? And it's uh, it's been a challenge. You know, you, you see the restaurants out there looking for people, so it, we're we're no different. And I I think people took the the pandemic time to to increase their their skill level and and find other opportunities so it's it's been tough and the uh, e-com has just exploded right so there's even more positions to fill now than than there ever have been evan do those needs reflect at a higher level uh, some of the challenges that you've seen other customers of yours face as well yeah absolutely i would say uh labor is the number one uh biggest challenge for our customers it's labor um, but, you know, in such a dynamic, uh, volatile market now, the, the biggest need is labor, but it's also flexibility and agility. So a lot of folks are looking at, you know, how can we adopt different technologies to become more flexible and more agile? And certainly, you know, um, having a solution that Phantom provides uh, aligns with a lot of folks' agility and flexibility initiatives, but it also fills that labor gap and that labor, uh, uh, you know, the, the labor needs are are. Are, are drastic now, um, and, and, and it's not getting uh, it's not getting better. Uh, so we see our solution is really bridging the the labor gap there. Yeah, if you you know if you look at our target uh, ideal employee, there are so many opportunities for them out there right now. Uh, you know, even just down the street from our warehouses, there's probably four other warehouses that are they're competing for for that labor. Uh, to say nothing of of the other job opportunities, so. You know, uh, flexible hours, flex scheduling. You know, any any of these things that that can make it more attractive to them. You know, we're definitely interested in, and uh, you know, that's that's 
one of the reasons Phantom appealed to us, you know, some really neat, neat solutions to some of the problems we're dealing with. Yeah. And we're super excited to be in Kenko's, um, you know, innovation lab. Uh, I was uh, recently there and they have, uh, you know, 10 to 12 different technologies right now that they're uh, testing out. And so I don't want to give away too much and I, I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, breach uh, any NDA or anything like that. But, um, you know, I mean, think of everything uh, across the, you know, from uh, warehouse drones to uh, different camera solutions, everything, ba basically all technology adoption to increasing safety, um, improving efficiency, and really just uh, leveraging disruptive technology to uh, to achieve things that they've never been able to achieve before. It is a super exciting environment. Uh, so it was it was awesome to be there last week. So we've identified the challenge or challenges that are really pressing the industry forward. Now, if we take that and turn them into uh, more specific day-to-day -day operational needs and therefore uh, you know, a, a list of coherent solutions to solve said needs, Trevor, you know, as creative solutions manager, where across those touch points and across that supply chain, do you see the need for the most innovative solutions today and why? And I guess, you know, if you could expand also on how you see those challenges impacting your clients and their abilities to meet their needs as well. Basically, analyze those set of challenges where you see the need for uh, the most innovative solutions today its broader impact and why. Yeah. So number one, like we just talked about a little bit, getting the actual associate in the door, getting getting hands on the floor to, to do some work. Very tough. And if we if we can get them in, then the question is how how do we keep them? With massive volume e-commerce, we've got uh, also potential for a lot of overtime. For the, for the associates we do have. So if we don't have enough have headcount, that puts more pressure on the associates who, who are there. So uh, potential for overtime to really skyrocket and, and for that to become an issue. And of course, one of the ways to keep a good work workforce and be competitive is to raise the prices. And our, you know, our customers are realizing that that's necessary. So you know we're, we're trying to flex as much as possible to, to be an attractive place to, to come to work. But that does make, you know, especially in especially in high demand areas, huge costs for for a skilled labor, for skilled lift drivers, etc. So, you know, all those are going to be going to be impacting. Speaking with other folks inside of the Kenko organization too, um, you know, just to to help combat some of that is uh, is is you know strategic staffing initiatives, right? Trying to uh, create positions that enable. Um, you know, a, a more of a demographic to fill those roles to, um, you know, typically people who wouldn't see themselves as working in warehousing environment um, now, you know, with different technologies such as Phantom Auto uh, can really expand that labor pool and, and decrease and cut down some of the costs. Uh, another aspect is um, automation, right? Um, a lot of organizations are turning to automation, turning to AGBs, AMRs, automated material handling equipment. Um, but the reality of it is, is that, you know, there's different use cases and edge cases that they can't perform um, where you still need a human in the loop. So really, we look at Phantom's technology uh, as as a, a bridge, um, uh, you know, bridging that gap uh, 
between becoming full successful with automation. So we look at it as really maximizing, um, you know, using our technology to maximize your automation investment. Now with Kenco, we're specifically focused on 100% remotely operated material handling um, or forklifts. But in the future, I think we certainly see that, uh, you know, having teleoperations is a key enabler of automation. And just to offer up another uh, dynamic that can make for very unpredictable movement in the broader supply chain. Uh, that would be just sort of broader geopolitics shaping supply and demand. A lot of times the movement of those things can be really beyond the control of any one logistics company, uh, but the effects can be felt at a very granular level. So, you know, I'm curious when dealing with movement of industry, of uh, trade deals that large, but that do have that kind of consequence on your uh, on your day to day operations. How are you seeing that also uh, create the need for innovative solutions on on your end? So one of our pain points historically with customers is just trying to get the, those forecasts right. You know how how much staff do we need a week from now? How much staff do I need tomorrow? And it's tough for the customers to project that a lot of times, and then it's even tougher for us to, to flex with that. So, you know, we're, we're, we have AI initiatives to, to do, you know, taking into forecasts, you know, weather and, and all these different factors that, to try to come to closer projections for that type of thing. All right. So with all of this in mind, what I want to do now is just get more specific on remote operations as a solution in this larger playbook of addressing today's supply chain needs. Uh, so this is a question for both of you now. Uh, obviously, your perspectives will be a little different here, but what role do you both see remote operation solutions playing in this evolved supply chain, especially as a response to our post-COVID environment? Again, what role do you see this solution playing and why? It was a very interesting you know, a solution to us because it, it seemed to address in, in one fell swoop uh, a lot of these issues. So number one, finding finding operators. You know, what if we could go to a part of the country where there is higher unemployment and be able to leverage that for for driving in, in, in other areas where there's higher demand? Flexing, hey, I can drive at one facility for a part of the day and then, oh, this one's hitting their their overtime hours. So go and, and help out over here. Additionally, of course, now the, the workforce wants a lot more accommodation and is expecting more. So being able to have flexible hours, flexible uh, you know, geographical locations, remoting in, uh, there's a lot higher expectations. And, you know, the, the cool factor, people people want a very you know, interesting job and they're, they're not satisfied with the same old, same old. So being able to uh, you know be a remote pilot of a of a MHE you know that that definitely has some some curve appeal. Yeah, Trevor really covered it. Um, but you know, overarching having a, a digital driving strategy or a remote operation strategy, it's really going to be a critical component to the success of the future. A lot of these organizations, um, you know, back to flexibility and agility. Uh, this this is is enabling flexible operations. This is enabling agile operations. I mean, think about it. You can apply labor when and where it's needed with the click of a button. It's, uh, you know, completely paradigm shifting. 
Um, but whenever you couple that with the aggressive automation initiatives that a lot of companies have, I've heard some organizations say, hey, we want to automate all pallet movement by 2024. Well, without having a, uh, a remote driving strategy, uh, that's, it, it won't be possible. Uh, so we, I see this, and, and Phantom Auto obviously sees this as one of the most critical components to achieving success in the future. Trevor, this is a more of a question for you here, uh, but Evan, you know, after Kenco became a customer, I'm sure that also presented some more dynamics for you to expand on. But uh, Trevor, why did Kenco look to remote operations in the first place as a solution to solve some of these various needs? Because again, what you were breaking down uh, covers many touch points across the supply chain and highlights a lot of disparate needs from worker shortages to larger structural supply chain volatility that is is harder to predict, right? So why did you look to remote operations in the first place as a solution and track how that turned into one solution now suddenly being a potential solution for various of those needs? Yeah, it was, you know, it really came out of the blue as we, we've done a lot of, uh, had a lot of focus in our labs on automation, right? So AGVs, AMRs, uh, ASRS systems, and so, so we do have some some initiatives going along those lines, but you know, as you guys know, there's they're still relatively new uh, fields and new new equipment, new technologies, and it, it frankly is a struggle to to introduce those successfully a lot of times. And you know, we came across phantoms, and we saw how you know this might be a really nice way to bridge that gap. Um, because you are, you're not completely eliminating the human, right? You still have someone in control of it, but you are taking advantage of, you know, bandwidth is so much greater nowadays. Uh, uh, sensors are so much better. So you're able to couple that with the human, and I think really come up with a nice hybrid solution. Evan, on your end, uh, are those some of the you know, similar reasons you hear other clients approach Phantom Auto in the first place, or is that a, a unique situation to uh, bring a new client to the front door? No, no. That's, uh, you know, a lot of uh, folks specifically in Trevor's vertical um, look at this technology um, and, and, you know, a lot of their customers have... Uh, requirements uh, to to see innovation. They want to see what type of innovation is out there because they know that innovation is going to cut their costs in the long run. And so a lot of organizations are having to come up with innovative solutions. And so uh, specifically the role that Trevor's in, um, in, in that, in the innovation, um, the innovation role, when we speak to those folks, they, they absolutely want to see the technology and have initiatives front and it's strictly driven from their customers to expand on that a little bit trevor once you leaned into remote operations as the solution that you saw as you know a, a multiple touch point solution when did it become phantom auto as the partner you were set on landing on and you know maybe as a follow-up there what were you looking for out of a broader strategic partnership in this space and how did that also inform your decision uh, we've got some great uh, operations folks who are very forward thinking and I, I think they actually ran across an article or uh, press release from phantom and they immediately contact us here in the labs so like oh you know you have to check these guys out so so the um, I, I guess the the idea came right along with uh, with the vendor so uh, We've 
think been talking for the last three, four months about how this could be a good fit. And, you know, first glance it, you know, it does look good, but we do have a innovation lab where we like to bring solutions such as this, you know, especially things that are so new, we, we don't try to release them directly into, into a production environment, bring them in here to the lab. And so we're looking forward to, to doing this pilot and, and doing some, some testing because it, it, it all looks good on paper. And, and we're really hopeful that this will be a, a, a game changer for, for our sites. So the, the, the team at Phantom has been great to work with, and we've had some good initial, initial visits to, to map out the pilot. And, you know, next steps are, are to, um, to really put the lifts to the paces and, and see how it goes. Just to, to, to add to that, um, you know, what we're seeing across the board at Phantom is, Customers like, uh, Trevor, um, you know, they, they have multiple groups that, uh, that they have to put this, uh, solution or technology in front of, right? You have your risk assessment team, you have your safety team, you have your IT team, um, you know, you have your op, your ops team. And then, so a lot of times, you know, the, the innovation teams are just responsible for, you know, introducing the technology, right? And then where the rubber meets the road is whenever you satisfy the criteria of the operations folks, of the safety folks, of the risk assessment folks. So right now we're currently going through those, uh, those steps and, and checking those boxes. Yeah. We've found that it's, you know, when we're, when we're working with customers, since, since they're coming to us for, for solutions to, to save their, their buck, it, uh, it's often easier to ask for, you know, a million dollars up front than to ask for a hundred dollars down the road, just the way the contracts are set up. So if we can get our solutions team very confident in, uh, you know, things such as Phantom that, that are tested out and that, that we have right in operations, then our, our, Custom, our, our marketers and, and solutions team are going to be a lot more comfortable with with introducing those right up front for, for new customers that are coming on board. All right, y'all, that just about does it for our conversation. I've got one more, I guess, main point here, but we can riff on it for a little bit if you'd like. Really, what I want to do now is take all of this grounded commentary on how Kenco found use in remote operations and fandom auto and turn it into some actionable strategies for the rest of the industry. So what strategies would you offer for effectively rolling out a remote operations solution for logistics needs specifically? Trevor, in your answer, feel free to pull from uh, you know any of the initial interactions, things that worked well as you kicked off this partnership with Phantom Auto, and obviously Evan, you know, pull from your wide variety of experience launching remote operations to all your clients. But again, what strategies would you offer for effectively rolling out a solution like this, especially at scale and especially under today's context? Yeah. So for newer technologies like this, we try to adapt a more of a crawl, walk, run type type strategy. So like we're doing, we're, we're you know, we're, we're starting here in, in the lab, then we'll start with move to a, a, a warehouse that has a fairly simple operation and test it out there and uh, then you know then keep expanding if uh, if if things look good so what one of the things we're really interested in are are the different time different types of lifts right so we have we have clamps we have order pickers we've got we've got stand ups all all these different types and uh, you know phantom has an exciting roadmap that i think we're going to be able to you know retrofit technology into a lot of our different types of lifts 
So I, I think it's uh, going to keep expanding as Phantom's technology keeps keeps moving forward. And I would say remote operations in general, um, just for anybody evaluating, you know, uh, where do I start or, you know, what, what is the tip, typical in implementation process look like? I would start somewhere uh, where automation doesn't excel or something that automation can't do well or, or doesn't really do today. Um, for example, truck unloading and truck loading at the dock doors. Um, that seems to be a very uh, interesting uh, application for uh, a lot of uh, a lot of our customers and, and future customers. And then typically building out the business case, looking at, hey, what does this single site uh, potential look like from a business case? What are my costs? What are my savings? Where am I getting my savings from? What are the what are the cost savings? But also, what are the efficiency gains that I'm getting from the system and really putting it out on paper, what a single site looks like and then what a multi-site, you know, what does it look like when you roll this technology out multi-site and then you're utilizing vehicles and multiple facilities throughout the shifts, you know, what is my ROI and what is the true business impact? And when you start putting numbers behind that, it's typically pretty compelling. Um, and then we move into a smaller scale, uh, you know, pilot rollout, pilot deployment, say, you know, unloading uh, dock doors with uh, five to 10 vehicles. And then we validate the numbers from there, right? We see what the numbers look like from the pilot and if it makes sense to move out to that multi-site engagement. And then looking ahead a little bit, is there anything on the horizon for the logistics side of the supply chain industry? Uh, that you'd say is really doubling down or revalidating the need for something like remote operations moving forward? Basically, anything in the future of the industry that you think will continue to shape this need and why? Yeah, I, w I would say right off the bat, uh, maybe the Delta variant might have something, you know, <laughs> uh, at future pandemics, um, you know, are certainly a, po a possibility. What happened, I think, in the past year is a lot of organizations, you know, it was a litmus test. They, they figured out where they were at, where they had, uh, you know, inefficiencies. And now they're, they're scrambling to, um, to make sure they have the right, uh, the right processes and procedures in place to eliminate, uh, you know, any, or not eliminate, but be able to respond to future, um, you know, catastrophes, right? Uh, another is, you know, the workforce coming out uh, is, 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 it's getting harder and harder to fill material handling jobs. And so, um, you know, we have the, this new workforce, the digital natives um, coming in, coming into, uh, coming into work now. And so being able to provide, uh, you know, job positions and, 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 such as remote ha remote material handling, um, you know that's that's a, definitely an impetus. There is just the the, the way the technology is growing, um, and the way that uh, you know folks are becoming more and more advanced, right? And so the there's going to be less and less people who are going to actually want to uh, you know move material inside of the facility. Yeah, there's so much uncertainty. You know, coupled out with the with the increased speed and you know. You expect to get a package tomorrow instead of four or five days from now, right? So all that's come together to, to just really, really increase the demands on, on 3PLs like ourselves. So, you know, ships stacking up in harbors are going crooked in the Suez Canal. Anything like this just is, is another bump that the companies are having to deal with. So having flexible solutions to allow us to rapidly respond to these and, and keep our customers happy is definitely going to be necessary now and even more so in the future. 
And I think on that note, that does it for our episode today. So thank you so much to the two of you for joining us, especially Trevor from Kenco. We really appreciate uh, you joining us and giving us your journey into remote operations how you found Phantom Auto as a strategic partner. And we'll have to do some follow-up conversations to see how this partnership progresses. But till then, thank you to both of you. Again, we've been chatting with our two guests, Evan Rago on the solutions development team at Phantom Auto, as well as a strategic sales manager at Phantom Auto. And we also heard from Trevor Ehrlich, creative solutions manager at Kenco Logistics. Uh, Trevor, if folks want to find out more about Kenco and get in touch, potentially source some of your services, how can they do so? Yeah, they can go to www.kencogroup.com, K-E-N-C-O, and love to be in touch. Amazing. Fantastic. Thank you again. And Evan, same question to you. If folks want to find out a little bit more about Phantom Auto's work in this space, uh, and maybe they're a logistics company and want a little more information on that cross-section between their needs and your solutions, how can they get in touch? Yeah, certainly. Uh, give me a shout at Evan, E-V-A-N, at phantomauto.com. Uh, I can get you in touch with uh, with Trevor here. Um, or if you're interested in our remote operations technology, feel free to contact me directly as well at Evan at phantomauto.com or go under www.phantomauto.com and there will be a contact us link there. Perfect. Evan, Trevor, thanks to the both of you. It's been great. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Ground Truth, a Phantom Auto podcast. If you like what you heard and saw and want some previous content or you want to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes, then head to our website, phantomauto.com, for all of the Phantom Auto content you desire. Make sure you're also subscribing to Ground Truth on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for a full catalog of audio-only versions of the show. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Ground Truth.